There is only Christ. He is everything. He is in everything. From St. Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 3, verse 11. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to my companion podcast, Christ Through the Elements. You're here for episode number eight, which is oxygen. Now, if you're new to this sub-podcast, I do three things in it. First of all, I begin by talking a little bit about Christ, who Christ is, and how we come to know Christ. For this segment, for the most part, I quote from a wonderful book that I'm reading. It's called The Universal Christ. It's by one of my all-time favorite spiritual, theological, religious, Catholic heroes, Father Richard Rohr. In the second segment, I reflect upon what we can know about the element at hand, and we're moving through the periodic table in order. And for this segment, I quote from a wonderful book that I downloaded from my Kindle called The Elements of Visual Exploration of Every Known Atom by Theodore Gray. And then after a short break, I return and put those two parts together, reflecting on the element at hand and what it can tell us, show us, reveal to us about Christ. Thanks for listening. Here we go. So I'm reading chapter five in The Universal Christ, and Father Richard begins with this very important and uh, thought-provoking quote. He says, religion at its best helps people to bring this foundational divine love into ever-increasing consciousness. In other words, it's more about waking up than cleaning up. Early stage religion tends to focus on cleaning up, which is to say, determining who meets the requirements for moral behavior in religious belief. Cleaning up is a result of waking up, but most of us put the cart before the horse. You know, I think that's something that all of us, religious or non-religious, can, can really ponder. Because I think in that understanding about waking up, as opposed to just cleaning up, lies a very profound and important and, and really foundational truth. And I think it's really on this point that all the great religions agree. In fact, Buddhism as a religion is all about just waking up. In fact, that's what the Buddha did in enlightenment. He woke up. And I think really in many ways, that's what Jesus did as well. He woke up to his relationship to God the Father. Father Richard goes on though, and he says, at this point, at least in the US, it appears that our cultural meaning has pretty much shrunk down to this. It is all about winning. Yes, I think we have come to that. I mean, think about it. Look at anything around us today, especially the political mess that we're in. It's all about who wins and who loses. And that's not what Jesus was about. In fact, Jesus's fundamental message, and this is Jesus the Christ, who is the incarnate word of God, the second person of the Trinity, the Christ, through Christ all things were made, it was about losing. Whoever will be last shall be first. Whoever loses wins. Whoever gives their life gains their life. So quite frankly, we have it backwards. We have it completely backwards. 
I'll come back to this idea in a moment. Oxygen, number eight on the periodic table. Mr. Gray, the author of the book that we're using, he begins his little chapter on oxygen with this quote, if carbon is the foundation of life, then oxygen is the fuel. Now he does go on to clarify that just a little bit. He says, you know, oxygen, it reacts with just about every organic compound. And this is really oxygen. And this reaction is what drives the processes of life. He also does say that fuel is usually thought of as what burns by an oxidizer. So really, to be more specific, oxygen is the oxidizer of life. So in other words, it is at the heart of life that burning of some form or another takes place and oxygen must be present because that's what causes the burning. Now, it's not what starts the burning, but it's what sustains the burning. And this is pretty basic, right? I mean, if you ever want to snuff a candle out, what do you do? You take out the oxygen or blow it out too, but that's a little bit different. And I think that's a really profound thought is that all of life, all of the burning, it's because of the oxygen that is always around us. And there's a lot of oxygen around us. The atmosphere is over 21% oxygen. When you concentrate oxygen down into its liquid form, it goes, as Mr. Gray says, quote, from being gently life-giving to life-threateningly fierce. And that's really what rocket fuel um, is, or how rocket fuel burns, has to do with this compressed oxygen. And it is the most abundant element on Earth, not just in our atmosphere, which is about 20% oxygen. As we learned in the last podcast, the rest of it is mostly nitrogen. But half of the weight of the Earth's crust is oxygen, and about 86% of the weight of the oceans is oxygen. And of course, that comes from H2O, which is oxygen and hydrogen, also known as water. Stay with me, if you will, please, through the short break. We'll come back and we will connect the first two segments by saying, what does oxygen reveal to us about Christ? Well, thank you for staying with me through the break. And I really would love to hear from you. So if you get a moment, please follow the instructions in the little uh, announcement you just heard and send me a voice message, please. So I want to begin this segment by telling you a little tiny story. And it's one of those stories that gets told a lot. So if you've heard this story, I do apologize. If you haven't heard this story, then, well, you probably need to hear the story because it's a good one. And it's a little one. So two fish, two young fish, are swimming along in the water one day. And they pass an old timer coming, swimming the opposite direction. And the old timer looks to the fish and he says, Hey, boys, how's the water today? You like my old timer fish voice? And then one fish kind of says to the old timer, he kind of has a laugh. And he says, "Uh, Yeah, old timer, it's uh, great today. The old timer kind of seems satisfied by that answer and he swims off. And then the um, fish swim on, the two young fish, and the fish who didn't speak says to the fish who did speak, he says, "Um, hey, bro, uh, what's 
water. Now, the joke of this, of course, and I don't know if it's really a joke, if it's meant to be funny or wise or just just something maybe silly, talking fish and all, is this idea that fish are swimming in water and especially the young, inexperienced fish don't even know what water is because they're surrounded by it constantly. And oxygen is kind of like that, right? We absolutely depend on it. We are surrounded by it constantly. We can't see it can't even really feel it um, except when the air blows with um, wind and so forth. I would say that Christ is like that also because Christ permeates all of creation. We are constantly surrounded by, filled with um, Christ. And I would also say Christ is like oxygen and this might be fairly straightforward and obvious here because Christ is also what drives all of life, what drives all of creation, the force that moves everything along, the fuel, if you will, that moves everything along. Okay, so that's pretty straightforward. And I guess I could stop here and that would be an apt revelation of oxygen and Christ. But I'm taken still by Father Richard's comments that I began with. So I want to take it a step further and say Christ is the fuel that burns, so to speak, for life. But to what end? For what purpose? Toward what goal? Right? And again, I come back to that idea of religion, which you could say is the organized, together, communal, traditional um, burning, if you will, of Christ, God's presence in the world. And... As Father Richard says, there's really two different ways of understanding the purpose of religion, right? Is it waking up or is it cleaning up? And he does say that cleaning up is important, but cleaning up needs to follow waking up and not just cleaning up as a goal first in and of itself. I think we get this wrong, right? So much of religion is about how do we present ourselves in front of God, right? What are the things we do? What are the places we go? What are the prayers we say? What are the uh, chants or whatever it is in any kind of religion? We do this to present ourselves in front of God. And I think to connect the other piece of what Father Richard said, this cultural meaning of winning, we also do this cleaning up, so to speak, to try to win, right? To compete against others. Because we believe, I think, in two things. One is that we need to be better, faster, fitter on top as compared to our brothers and sisters. And cleaning up in religion is one of many ways that we can do that. And quite frankly, feel pretty good about ourselves, right? Pat ourselves on the back. Exactly. And secondly, that in that task, we can feel that we can win in front of God, that the better we do, the more God will reward us, right, in our winning. So it becomes this great competition to beat our brothers and sisters and to try to curry and gain God's favor. And Jesus says the exact opposite, right? He says it's not about winning, it's about losing And he also says, and I think we miss this, especially in our hyper-competitive work ethic type of world, 
You can't please God. God is already pleased with us, right? We don't love God. We don't do good works in order to gain God's favor. We do good works because we are already redeemed, right? We're overflowing with the experience of being loved, of being graced, of being filled. And that's why we do what we do. The good works, love, care, supporting each other. And that's a very, very hard place to get to. It it takes a lot of time and practice and work to get there, to realize, to accept that you are accepted and Paul Tillich's famous words, but that's the goal. And it comes back to what Father Richard said about waking up. And again, I think oxygen, it should fuel us, so to speak, Christ as oxygen should fuel us not to win, not to give us energy to clean up, but to give us the ability to wake up. I'll close with this thought. Um, you might, you still see these around from time to time, but there used to be this fad of oxygen bars, right? I think they still exist. And you can go and pay money for air, basically compressed air, oxygen, pure air. And I never did this because I always thought it was kind of silly to pay for this. But I guess what happens is you breathe this oxygen and I think it's flavored or scented or something like that. And you feel better. You feel more energetic. You feel more awake, more alive. You feel fueled to be able to go on with whatever you need to go on with. And again, I think that's what Christ is about. Christ fuels us to wake up. But we already are being fueled even before we wake up by Christ. Grace comes even before we realize that we are graced. But that's really what prayer and worship and the sacraments in the Catholic tradition and so forth are all about Christ giving us, burning us, filling us with flame, with fire, like we heard in Pentecost last week, so that we can wake up. And then, as we are awake, through Christ's grace, begin to clean up, yes, but we can we do that not by seeking to win, but by surrendering to lose. Well, thank you for listening. I realize this was a bit longer of an episode, but quite frankly, some of these elements are more important than others. They're all important. They're all the building blocks. Everything we see around us is made up of combinations of these elements, but some are more important than others. And well, oxygen is kind of right up there. And if you don't think oxygen's important, be in a place where you don't get any and you will learn very quickly how important it is. So as always, thank you so much for listening. Come back for the next episode, which will be posted in the near future. That would be Florine. And may the blessings and peace of Christ be with you. Thank you for listening.